Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Welcome to part two of our Easter special with Dave Hillier and Kevin Smith on the renowned and have a feeling sometimes controversial Radio Newark Sport. Before we let those two loose again on the airways, some of those local names in the news. New York Athletic Club's Luke Sayer will be pleased with his day's work at the Doncaster Open. Four disciplines and four first place finishes. Discus, long jump, 200 metres and the 1500 metres. New York Tans football season is limping towards the finishing line. The Blues play their final match and say goodbye to Station Road this coming Saturday. Their last away day ended like too many this campaign with a loss. Leighton Nicholson scoring twice in a 4-2 reverse at Staveley. Southall City beat uh, the Knotts Senior Cup champions elect and Tony's best mates Stapleford at Bishop's Drive. Liam Moran scoring the only goal. Stapleford, two players sent off. The teams meet again in the Senior League Cup final. That promises to be fun. Collingham lost their last warm-up match of the new cricket season. Ravi Patel-Yarwood took four wickets as Upner were bowled out for 218. In reply, the Dalefielders only managed 111. Mohammed is due to fly in this week and on that showing, he's going to be needed. But I am told David Pipes took the second best catch of his career. Who told me? David. <laughs> Max Lockwood scored five as Fond and Colts beat Kimberley 8-3 in the Knotts Youth League to keep their outside hopes of a top three finish alive. While a massive 385 runners enjoyed the Easter sunshine at the Newark Park Run. Basingham-based Balfe Motorsport had to withdraw from the opening round of the British GT Championship at the weekend Hopefully back at Snettleton for the next round. And Freddie Polak rounded off the speed skating season in style, being crowned the Scottish champion to stand alongside his British champion crowd, crown. And finally, we wish Collingham Football Club all the best tonight as they take on Pinkston in the Central Midlands Floodlick Cup Final. Remember, Collingham are the olders. Central Midlands have decided the game should be at Ilkeston. Collingham are taking a coach while Pinkston are just walking across the road. No favouritism there at all. I'm not bitter. <laughs> L- last night we heard all about the lads playing days. <laughs> it's chaos in here. I heard all about the lads playing days, um, but now it's actually time to. Um, so we can talk a bit about their managerial days. Uh, but before that. Uh, Tony, you was very quiet last night through no fault of your own. You just didn't get a word in edgeways. Um, but uh, a quick word from you. Well, I'm not here. I'm actually at Collingham versus Pinkston. <laughs> 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 but no, it's um, the best uh, interview I ever did at the uh, Advertiser was when um, uh, Dave and Masgy. Uh, retired as uh, joint managers at uh, RHP and we went into my um, what's called in our garden anniversary corner when it was our 25th wedding anniversary uh, my dad paid for the corner of our garden to be converted into a patio area and we had a, it was a lovely uh, sunny evening and we had a very lovely um, little chat with a few beers and uh, I think we're still sweeping up Masgis <laughs> 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 But basically, it was, it was absolutely lovely, and so I clicked the dictaphone off at the end and said, uh, you know, when I'm at the advertiser all these years, I've always supposed to be, uh, always, always supposed to be neutral. Come up to my bedroom, I've got something to show you. And they looked a bit sceptical at first. But I went up and showed them the pennant, which mentioned the quadruple, uh, yeah. qu- quadruple yes. of RHP. And I said, that's how neutral I was. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Now we're going to talk tonight about um, management and the management style that that, that these two have. But um, I thought, well, 
The one that I really want to talk about, unfortunately, couldn't be with us tonight, and that is Craig Roach, because he is now arguably the most successful manager ever in New York football, because he's going to manage a team playing in step five football, and we've never, ever got to um, that level before. So I asked um, Craig what his memories was of uh, Kevin Smith and David Hillier. Well, I don't know where to start with them two. Um, obviously, David Masley was a massive part of my upbringing in football. I say upbringing because I was up playing under them from from an early age, 16, 17 years old at um, Flow Serve, where I was with Simpsons back then on a Saturday. And then I've also played for them on Sundays as well. So, yeah, they was a huge influence to me and um, taught me a lot of things on and off the pitch. There must be a few uh, stories that you can repeat on the radio. <laughs> Probably not many I can repeat on the radio, but um, I don't know, just um, not many outstanding stories, really. Just uh, just the way they both were together, you know, um, the influence. They knew how to speak to each player as individuals, how to get the best out of you as, a, as an individual. You know, everyone needs treating differently. Some lads need an arm around the shoulder. Some needs a bit of a, a whip on the, whip on the backside, if you like. Dave and Masky were both different in their own, in their own respect, and they both know how to get the best out of about each player individually. They was the original, weren't they? They followed sort of the Clough and Taylor, Masky and Ilya, and they got Roach and Kirky. Yeah, we all got a lot to live up to following them, but, you know... They're the passion that Dave and Masgi had as managers and it does spill out into the dressing room and to the players. You know, we try and do the same same in our dressing room for our lads. So, yeah, there's a lot of things we can look, we can look back at Dave and Masgi being in their dressing rooms and you can you can take that with you. Even even off the pitch, you know, whether it was in the pub after or on the way, the way he dressed when he used to go to the cup finals, you know, they just inspired you all the time and, and you wanted to do well for them as well as a team and yourself. <laughs> and that was uh, Craig, Craig Roach having a chat. And, you know, I, I know you're giggling away from that, but, you know, a lot of that is serious. And, and a lot of what Craig does now, he learnt from, 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 from you two, because you... <coughs> can I, can I, I mean, a story about it? Styles of management, yeah. Jimmy Crane's style of management, I mean, from what I saw, Jimmy Crane was relatively quiet. British style of management wind everybody up. Yeah. His own team, the opposition, the supporters. But... It, that was his style of management. It's a different style. Your style, your two style of management was, I won't say it's unique, but it, it was, to me, it was very close to being the best. Right, go on, David. Well, just briefly, um, Craig Craig turned up as a 15, 16-year-old lad at um, Flow Surf, and he came with Matt Gwillen. So, yeah, yeah. But they were big mates, those two. And uh, we had a friendly, pre-season friendly, and they played them both in the centre of midfield. And there's this huge guy in the centre of midfield playing for the opposition. He was on a run with the ball and Craig blocked, tackled him. He, like he stopped a, a tank. I thought, God, we've got one here. And he never did it again for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Craig Rose tackling. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, could pin a ball quite yeah, a distance, yeah. but tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm highly delighted what they're doing now and now. I think it's absolutely fantastic what they've achieved. But he was quite, uh, Craig was his own player, wasn't he? He always, no matter what we tried to tell him to do, he just did what he wanted, really, didn't he? We did get frustrated with him <laughs> on, a, on a few occasions, yes, David, but me and you have had this conversation arguing over <laughs> a couple of bottles of red wine on a Saturday night. Uh <laughs> We'd like to thank Teresa and Chris for putting up with for some of those Friday and Saturday nights when it went on for a bit too long and it got a bit too uh, raucous. But um, Craig was the sort of player, if you if Matt was on the field, Matt seemed to come alive a little bit more when Craig was there for those balls that Craig could dish out. And one thing I, I remember about Craig is an old boy when he was at New Inn, like, it's very difficult. Dave can spot this in players, and he's always been able to spot it. Hence, Reese Lewis, Jamie Lloyd. Don't always get it right, because nobody gets it right 100% of the time. I've got another one for you. Shank. I can remember when RHP was on its knees, and we set a training thing up, Dave, didn't we? Ricky Todd came down, and this lad came. I'd, one of Mark's mates. Mark was a big thing. He helped get these young lads to come and play for the, the, us two idiots and help us out and Dave said to me did you see that touch on that lad I said no Dave I was more interested looking if, if he can edit but when you watch Shank play you just watch his touch and Dave's always always been able to spot that always what, uh, I used to say Craig was a, a, a Craig now was 
when he started playing for the new in, it's difficult at 15, 16 year old to impose yourself, isn't it? You, you look up to the older lads and this, that and the other. And now he's obviously passing that on at, you know, flow serve, which I think is absolutely fantastic as well. And congratulations to them all. You know the Craig Roach, Craig Roach turn, don't you? Do you know it? Yeah. You've, yeah. Seen, it, you've seen him do it oh, many yes. times, haven't yes. you? Yes. Well, uh, unfortunately, when RHP were playing against the new in one night, I was playing in centre midfield against Craig. And I knew what he was going to do, but he still managed to do the Craig Roach turn, chip this 30-yard pass to <laughs> Gary Tyver, who volleyed it straight into the back of the net, and I can still hear Briggy chipping away at me. <laughs> 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 he, went, he went that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, one of the b best nights, the, the, the best football match I've ever been to, uh, irrespective of my time at the advertiser, that I've ever been to, full stop, in 50 plus years of, of watching football, was, uh, was at my beloved Renneth ground at Kirklington Road. We're going to talk about the final later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop you in your tracks. That's got my own back. That's not in my schedule until yet. <laughs> Right. On Saturday. Get <laughs> back. Right. Uh, one, one more quick one. Dave Izzett. I remember oh. a wonderful Dave Izzett story involving a penalty at his beloved, at Tony's beloved Renneth at about quarter to eleven at night when you found him. Where did he go? As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as we had to pick five penalty takes, we couldn't find Dave I mean, pound anywhere. for pound, Dave Izzett is one of, was one yeah. of the finest young footballing talents in this town. Beady Lee had run home, hadn't he? He's yeah. gone. There's he, no way he was taking one. But I think Dave took penalty number... It's about what, 10, 10, was it? 9 10. or 10. It was 10, wasn't it? And it was the best penalty the whole night, but we couldn't find him, could we? He ran to the other end of the ground. <laughs> 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 it's when we got a team of kids, really, wasn't oh, it? it was but that team of kids. Yeah. With Dave, is it? And with... Reese and, and with Reese. That, that was when like you, you, you seemed to be in your pomp on that one. Yeah, Rambo. Can you remember Rambo when he come, when, uh, where was it, when we, we got him a new nickname, Rainbow, we started calling him Rainbow, when he hurt his back, can you remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you remember? Yeah. My name, what's your, what's your name then, son? Rambo. What? Rambo. Three weeks later, put in his place, he's Rainbow, because he come off holding his back. Good lad there, Rambo. I'd always have him in my side. No, this... I, I, you, I don't, like you say, I've fallen out a lot. You asked me yesterday if I'd fallen out with a lot of football, but I've been keeping in touch with what's happening down flow serve. Like, you know, if I want to know the result. Did you tweet Selston? I tell you what, him, him and this mic. Did you, <laughs> did you tweet Selston the other day? He, you, no, Tony wouldn't know how to tweet it. Right, okay. <laughs> You're in a different world, David. <clears throat> because I knew that when, when we walked into the studio tonight, Mick was explaining if flow server had won then that there's a possibility of the championship would have still been alive is that correct yeah and i didn't know that flow server had lost but i knew that selston fc had drawn 3-3 three, three. but then all of a sudden it came up well done selston for no it wasn't me. no no but what what they've done there i know is that is that steve kirkham has he been there three or four years steve's now? been i mean steve's it's his second spell at flow server and it had been alongside them Craig and it was they took him out of the senior league. They took him through this, so this will be the bat the third season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a different way of life to our to our days playing Saturday football. I think it's probably the politest way of putting it. Um, and I'm not knocking it because football, like all sport, um, has changed it, and and it's changed big time. Which is why Tony keeps calling me a dinosaur because I keep going back to the days of. David Hewitt and Kevin Smith because I I just think it was so much more enjoyable and one of the things about your management style is once the game had finished and you'd got them out of the dressing room then it was a trip into <laughs> Simo's clubhouse and I've known many of parents fetch their <laughs> 16, 17 and 18 year olds at 10 o'clock at night and I've had mother on the phone and saying do you know so and so's lying on, on the floor because he's tried to drink as much as what these two have and, and you don't get that anymore, and that, to me, makes a club, because those players that played for you couldn't wait for next Saturday. Tony wants a quick. 
I, I can remember me and uh, Dave having a, uh, <laughs> a couple of drinks together at Simo's, and um, the um, the chairman of Newark Town was with us, uh, and was was later to be found with his head uh, down the toilet. But I can't remember <laughs> yeah. Paul Bagley's mum or dad coming for him that night. <laughs> no, no, there was. Maskey's already touched on this. The whole atmosphere from quote to say if it was kick off time at three, I used to ask the players to get there half an hour beforehand. If I got there at half past two, all of them would be in Irene's calf, wouldn't they? With your mum and your dad. Yeah. I remember when we played Goodly Miners Welfare, it was the top of the table clash, wasn't it, in that Division 2. And we had Felly playing that day. Mark Fell played for us. <clears throat> so we all turned up half an hour before kick-off and Goodly Miners Welfare had been running around for 45 minutes. <laughs> their star player, their star player, he, he arrived late. And he came in to Irene's calf, didn't he? To get a cup of coffee and said straight away, can I come sign on for you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be doing that out there. And that's where it all started. That atmosphere, the fun, the banter started in, and then moved on and carried on after. But it was all chilled out when they started, yeah, wasn't they? Yeah. It's, it's, about, it's about controlling nerves in, in a place. You know, you get, especially in big games, you get, people who are genuinely nervous you know the pressure and laughter and you know bit of fun bit of kidology that can go a long way to just calming people's nerves and letting them just sit down in their own time and laugh and just you know switch on to what you want them to do and what they've got to do and i think you know we used to have the dance off at rhp with the with a jacket all those things probably don't happen at RHP anymore. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I remember. Half of them came from oh, yeah. his mind. You know, that's what he was brilliant at. The other good thing about having kids as well, Michael, right, is you have to have some good senior players around. So just two or three, maybe four, i.e. Madsgate, Chav Lee, Chuck Tansley, Mark Robbo, Dave Mack, all really nice guys. Enjoy youngsters' company got lots of tales to tell them we don't remember just going back we played against uh, Ruddington and Reese and Davis were in the centre of midfield and they were they were taking the mick it was one two touch football and you've seen that where Rissett does that where he flicks it with the side of his foot reverse pass Reese is already running onto it because he knows what's coming next <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and two of their centre midfield blokes decided they were going to do something about it stop it and all Chuck did was stick that big fat bum of his into one of them and just had a little word with him and they looked at Chuck and went right do or don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. when <laughs> when you calm and influence how Chuck could be <laughs> when you when you when you've got the likes of you know Biscuit young Greg Burt you know and some of the Farndon lads that was quite reserved, you know, Davis, it, you know, what a lovely footballer, but you wouldn't know he was in the dressing room half the time. You'd have to check, Dave, wouldn't you? And Dave's favourite... <laughs> I suppose this is a compliment to Mark Robertson. He said, if ever any of you boys get in trouble, just give the ball to the... Fat controller. The fat controller. <laughs> now, that's Dave's way of saying he's a compliment. And... Just to see those old boys that they know they could give that ball to Mark Robertson, he would he would very rarely give it away. These lads then step up in confidence. You know, you've got somebody like Chuck who's six foot ten. You know, nobody's going to fall out with Chuck on a, on a football field. He'll just hold you off. These old boys then come alive and can play like you want them to play without any fear. <laughs> right, um, coming up, a lot more from the boys. And yes, we will get round to Tony's greatest ever football match, the RHP Quad Senior Cup victory. What you also needed in a football team is loyalty. And yes, you, yes, you had a loyalty. You, and one lad particularly springs to mind. The lad that took 157 matches to score his first oh, goal. Yeah. And, of course, he's got lots of stories to tell about you two. We welcome to Radio Newark, Jason Booth. Jason, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. I've got uh, your ex-management team here of Hillier and um, Masgate, and I know you've uh, had your thinking 
um, hat on and uh, you've got me a couple of stories to tell about uh, these two. All yours. Good evening, boys. Hello there, Jason. Hey, cool. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Well, to be, to be fair, I was, uh, I was lucky enough to play under both and play with both, um, particularly with Dave mostly managing and some of the players you mentioned, the old ones and the young ones, I played with them all, really, you know. The old ones was on the way down, Chuck Tansley and all them when we played for reserves, which is where I played most of my time. Um, Reese Lewis, who was on, Davis, uh, we had all them coming through, didn't we? And it was good to play for them. I mean, when I first went to throw serve, I'd hardly played any football, which obviously it showed. But only Sunday football, really. And I turns up and... The manager I thought was Terry Nutkins, and he was, of course, Dave Illia. And it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. You'd, you'd get to his team talks, and I'm sat there, I'm thinking, he's memorised this. He's like, he's reading a script. And he, he goes on and on. But not on and on, but you know, good. Just good stuff. And you'd have a half time team talk. And he'd remember something you'd done wrong in the second minute, and bang, he's straight at you. How can you remember that? It, it's just not normal, you know. I remember one particular, and Dave, I know we've spoke about this before, because, you know, I see you, I've seen you more since we're not playing football, probably, but we was out at East League, and Dave's motivation for us was, all these lot have is this on a Saturday. They drive around in their tractors all week thinking of beating you. You cannot lose to a bunch of farmers. And I was just saying, yeah, we can't. We can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was good. Dave was so good with the young lads. You know, he knew how to treat everybody. Everybody, as you know, everybody needs different treatment from the manager. You know, we had people like Craig Roach, Cosé. Matt Roach, I don't think Atwood really played much with reserves when I was there because he, you know, he was a bit better and straight in the first team. But then we had Robbo, Mark Fell, Gary Fell, Chuck Tansley. Uh, it was just a bit of uh, Rambo, Reese Lewis, Dave Lissett. And, and them lads at 16 coming in, you know, that's how much confidence he gave them because there was nothing on them. There was 10 stone and they would stand up to anybody. And that, that's why they've done so well, particularly Reese, you know, he's why he's done so well how he is now, really. Because obviously I looked after him, that's why. <laughs> 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 and one of the ongoing sagas, of course, was um, how long it would take you to score that first goal. And I think it's 157, but some people say 159 matches. And then, of course, the, the great afternoon up there at Lowfields, when it went in, I should think, does full of praise for you. Do you know what, mate? Your dad, every time I'd come, he'd say, Are oh, we going to get that goal today? I'd go, Yeah, yeah, I can feel it. I will definitely today. And when it happened, now Dave was actually playing that day, and I can still remember it. There was a, we were on the centre circle, he says, Get your hand on the end of this. And Danny Purvis put a cross in, and I know you spoke about Mazdeda, but this was far better. <laughs> <laughs> I'd second that. <laughs> <laughs> I think. To be fair, I think the keeper saw me could have thought, oh, this is going wide, I'll not bother. <laughs> <laughs> straight over his head, straight into the back of that, and your dad was still behind the goal, he was at the clubhouse, and you couldn't catch me, I was just gone. Say, I can remember the celebration. <laughs> you, wrestled with dad, you had to wrestle with dad, Dave. <laughs> but I got it anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, bless him. Well, th uh, thanks for them kind words, uh, Jason. I did get the MOT reminder yesterday, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't give me any kind words back, then it's gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Jace, brilliant to hear from you. And um, you're going to come in and see us again soon and talk about um, talk about your your career in in boxing. Yeah, yes, mate. Yeah, if you want uh, to. And these two are looking absolutely astounded at me. So, just tell us what you do now, Jace, in uh, in the world of boxing. Uh, well, I'm a timekeeper for the British Boxing Board of Control, so um, just all professional boxing. Um, I did Tom Cowling's first fight the other week. Um, we do, our area is the Midlands, so it's anywhere from sort of 
Cleanthorpes to the other side of Birmingham. Um, I'm on, got a show on Sky Sports on May the 10th. So, yeah, it's all going well. What do you mean you've got a show? Is it your show? Are you presenting it? No, no, I'm doing the timekeeping on the show. (laughs) (laughs) The man man that rings the bell. (laughs) Do you have to wear a special kit? Don King had to start somewhere, Jason. (laughs) 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 You know you're not going to get the last word in, don't you? (laughs) Jason, we'll catch you... We'll catch you with you again very soon. Yes, no problem. Thanks, Jase. Bye, Bye. Bye. <laughs> but, you know, you've got the stars and you've got the loyal players and the loyal players are stars. Yeah, as a reserve team, you need you need to know that you're going to have a team out there on Saturday because if you don't, it'll fast just disappear. Yeah. And all you want is people to give you 100%. That's all. If you say to just go out there and give me the best, and they give you the best, you can't argue with them. Might pick up that two-minute incident that he was on about, you know. But How many times, Mickey, you, you've been involved in local football and all sports? You know, you do, you need a reserve side to feed the first team, and me and Dave have experienced it on Saturdays and Sundays. Being reserve team managers, your job is to provide for the first team, to find young kids, especially Dave, find these young kids, teach them a bit about man's football, move them on. But you've still got to have 11 players every every week, you know, turn up. Me and Dave, have, as reserve team managers, have had decent sides, and then all of a sudden... Um, Somebody gets injured in the first team, you know, you've got to send two up, this, that and the other. So you need you need a squad of 15, 20 players as a reserve team manager. And you need people who don't let you down, club men who turn up every week, <coughs> you know, and don't always want, you know, to start, to start a game. They're just happy to be involved in the club, but you, you, you need them. Let's... Um Move on to the season that RHP won the quadruple. quadruple. And, of course, that's got to be the highlight of the careers. Um, it's Tony's best match he, he's <sighs> ever seen, and he'll tell you the Jamie Lloyd story in a minute, I've absolutely no doubt. Um, it was an highlight of my little career, if you like, because this, we did commentary on that match for the old boundary sound. We, we actually yes. did commentary on it. Yeah, the one, still, I've still got it. The one memory from that night for me was the night that David Hillier <laughs> was outshone <laughs> on the dress <laughs> stakes because the manager of Trentside bless him it absolutely put Dave into the shade I've been looking for one of them hats <laughs> since, <laughs> since 2010 I'd love to be able to get in touch with him this was <laughs> this is another of your you know it, it's all the, the players are not bothered about the opposition they want to know what you're turning <laughs> up in again it's taking the mind off the game isn't it well leading up to leading up to that you know when you you go into different places where greenwood badgers used to play right i think it was a season before actually not the quadruple season but this is just how you have to put build characters in dressing rooms we turns up down where Greenwood Bears used to play, and I forget who was playing, but they paid this lad Villa, to come... Uh, Clifton Villa. Yeah, they paid this lad 300 quid to come from Birmingham to play centre-forward for him. As we turned up, with the you know, fairly big lads, and they've got a bit to say for themselves, and this, that, and the other, and on the clubhouse is no guns allowed in the club clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you should see some of our lads dream. <laughs> Dave walks up, this... Lad goes to shake his hand, and uh, you carry the story. He says, he says to me, <coughs> he says to me, uh, uh, long way to travel to lose. Because why? How far you come, mate? Four-one was the final result. <laughs> but yes, mate, you do need you do need to alleviate pressure yeah. in the uh, in the in the in the dressing room when. Uh, IDP won that one at Renf that night. There was a lot of nervous people breeding, you know, people you didn't expect to be nervous. And me and Jono 
concocted a plan to make people laugh. Well, Graham Briggs used to sometimes, when he used to get excited, used to whistle a bit, didn't he? <laughs> and, <laughs> when he spoke, you mean? Yeah. And <laughs> me and John Howard concocted it with Briggy, right, just to get a bit of banter in the, in the changing rooms. And Briggy started off his, right, what he wanted people to do and not want to do. And John Howard kept going, <laughs> and then... I was busting out laughing, and then he was saying to myself, and I was, but just the laughs in the in the changing rooms, it just takes your mind off the thing for certain times. Then you just get down to business. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> then you get switched on. How did that season? You know, we stick with that season. Um, <coughs> we'll come to the senior cup final. How did it pan out? If, if when when did if we'd have been on the if we'd have been interviewed before that season started, I'd told you, Michael sell your ass and put all your money on RHP winning the league that year. I was so confident. We'd finished second to Farndon the year before. Yeah. We'd got 60 players to choose from. And I'm not quite sure whether it was in a pre-season friendly, but we went down to watch the third team. And Jamie Lloyd was playing at left It was back. at Farndon. That's where it was, wasn't it? And we just stood there and we didn't even say a single word to each other. We just looked at each other, didn't we? Nodded our heads. He's with us. Now, if you, before we get to the final, yeah, suddenly we're playing a 16, 17 year old lad in the centre of midfield. Because we believed in him that much, didn't we? He was, gonna, he was, he was actually going to let his tyres out down one day when Maskey took him off. He didn't want to come off. So he's gonna let his tires this would down. be a, the right time, I think, for Tony Smith's Jammy Lloyd Cup final. All right. <laughs> Well, any regular listeners to this show would have heard it time and time yeah. again. I'm sure they both have. But I know we like to talk about it. No, basically, um, the um, we were in the Broadway having a drink after the um, Sam Arnold final. Yes. You were, got your Elvis kit on, I can remember that. You were singing yeah. karaoke, weren't you? Yeah, but I was sat next to Dave. It was very noisy because uh, people were celebrating the, uh, the uh, Sam Arnold win. And um, and and Dave says, I can't I can't see Fandon losing the World um, oh, yeah. Cup final. There's no way. I said, look, it's written in the stars because when Man United won the uh, Champions League with that comeback against Bayern Munich, it would have been Sir Matt Busby's eighty fourth birthday, and it is just. And Dave said, no, no. Dave says. Don't go into that because I saw the look in Ducko's eyes, and they're going to have us in, in the in the Willie All Cup final, no, no doubt about it. And I told him exactly why RHP were going to win that game, and he said, "Tom, do you want to come in the dressing room and do our team talk for us? Because that's bang on." <laughs> and and so uh, when it came to the uh, Willie Hall Cup final, this is leading up to the um, in your own time, not not, not, not senior. Oldie, I'm not here. I'm at Ilkeston. And so, uh, basically, um, I said, the um, <coughs> it, D Dave arrived. It was a boiling hot day, wasn't it? Oh, I was roasting. D D Dave arrived in his man from Del Monte kit. <laughs> and RHP was sheltering under a gazebo. Gazebo, we took the gazebo. Yeah. And then, after the final whistle, I walked onto the pitch, and I was going to say to Ducco, congratulations on ten years as manager of Foundon, because he was retiring after that game. And I couldn't get up to him because Dave came up, draped himself around me. And I don't know if he was sobbing or what on my shoulder, but I can remember looking over your shoulder, Dave, and Ducco was just looking at me going, you are it, <laughs> <laughs> But, anyway, it came to it at, uh, at, the, at my beloved Kirklington Road. And um, it was, I, I was stood uh, at the mouth of the uh, tunnel at, at, at Renneth when Trentside walked out. And they were all six foot something. <laughs> and they were all basically black nightclub bouncers. Absolutely massive lads. And I thought, oh no, we're in a bit of bother here. And then uh, Jamie Lloyd got booked after 20 minutes. And I thought, oh no, because he hasn't got the brain cells blessing to avoid another one. We're going to be struggling now. And Jamie went into every tackle from that point on for the next 70 minutes and stayed on his feet and won every ball and didn't do a, th a thing wrong. Absolutely commanding midfield performance. Just what you want 
from uh, I think he was 17, 18 old at the time. Yeah. And afterwards, in the advertiser, um, I wrote, Jamie Lloyd gave a very mature performance for one of his age. And the, in, the, in the Broadway, a couple of days after the advertiser came out, Jamie approached me and he said, Hey, Tom, that thing you put in the advertiser. I said, Yeah, Jamie. He says, No one's ever called me mature before. <laughs> Or since. Um, <laughs> or, or since. Yeah. Uh, not only that, you know, your commentary's on his goal, on Matty's goal, isn't it? Your commentator on Matty's goal. Mark of good players sometimes is when they make a big tackle. Yeah, that adrenaline's pumping. Whatever they do next, over it a pass. He wins that ball in midfield, takes one touch, ball sees Matt Roach, ball to Matt Roach, goal. That's... Yeah, seventeen-year-old oh, kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And me and Dave were speaking about it on, on the way. Here. The, you know, Mark Mayo came to watch that. You know, he very rarely watches local football, and he said when Trent Sard was lining up against RHP, he thought that's men against boys, and he actually paid me and David compliment after that. He says I didn't realise how good your lads was. Do you know what I mean? I, we knew you managed, but didn't realise you could play at that sort of level. Well, we had. Um, Nolay and young Ben Age, and we picked we picked Rambo because Rambo can you know put a, a nice strong tackle in there again. Well, he he put he put he put a nice strong tackle in on their right winger, yeah. right? And he looked and thought, "I'm in a game here." You know what I mean? Because Rambo would be just staring him straight back, you know, with all, with all the looks and you know the, the attitude of you need as a footballer sometimes. And then this ball, it was about 10 minutes, Dave, wasn't it? It was about 10 minutes into the game. It came down with snow on it. You know how cold it can be, even at Renneth. You know, it just climbed that, came down like that. And Noel it killed it stone dead and then just shifted it to the right back to Ben Age. Ben Age. Moved. Ben Age passed it up the line. And I looked into Dave and I just saw the lad go. Oh, no. Thinking to myself, I'm not going to spend all this game attacking. I'm going to have to do some defending. Because we spoke about going to watch them and we're glad we didn't watch them. The, let's go back to... Um, <laughs> because the eyeliner... I'm going back to my eyeliner. And, and the Trent side manager was the nicest chap you oh, ever... Oh, he's such to a me, lovely one, fella. At the end, he went round and shook every eye yeah. his hand and congratulated. He was a lovely man, wasn't he? Did he take his gloves off to he's, shake your hands or what? Because you see them little silver studs yeah, on the back. No, it was... Oh, it was... The dress sense was... was <laughs> the dress sense was brilliant. Uh, yeah. A absolutely. Hey, we brilliant. walked out... This, me and him walked out the changing room together. So, we, as we both come out of the changing room doors, we turned to face each other. That was the first time we clocked each other. I just couldn't stop laughing. Because I, well, I was in awe of him. We're going to talk... <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more. Somebody else is hopefully going to jo join us. I know he's out and about, but we're hopefully he's, 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 um, he's going to join us. But, Kevin, you, you said that... Um, it's a family thing. And the other thing I remember about that night is that Sharon's mother-in-law, actually, uh, Sharon's mother, my mother-in-law, Sharon's mum, actually passed away oh, no. that afternoon. And I was backing out of doing, doing this commentary thing, which had been, you know, highlight of me. And everybody said, no, you have got to go and do it. You need a family behind you if you're going to put the commitment in that you guys have done. Well, I say I've still got I've got a recording somewhere of that. I mean, that's a wonderful thing that is, mate. What you did there. I, I personally, I'm not sure whether I could have done it really, but there you go. Um, but um, when the wife tells you, you have I, no choice. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> I, yeah. My wife's going to Suggy's gym at the minute. She's actually punching the ball now. <laughs> He might be on Jason's show, but, uh, three weeks' time. But, uh, I kept it, and it, there was a few, a few years ago, I think some, there was another team about to do the quadru quadruple, and I believe, uh, somebody came up to me and said, looks like they're going to do the quadruple, I said, still won't be as good as that. I went, why is that? I said, we had live commentary on that. <laughs> 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 and on that note <laughs> okay um every good team needs a very good goalkeeper and in the break was talking about the save that our next guest made during that final and here 
as well as as the other guys have been thinking of a couple of stories to tell about uh, Dave and Masky. So we welcome Gary Atwood back to Radio Note. Gary, welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm um, good, thanks. Well, the boys are listening. They're, 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 they've got the headphones on they're, and they're all mic'd up. I so was, uh, I was Skegness the other day, Gary. All right. Yeah, not too bad. Nice and warm. <laughs> Busy. And a victory. And a trip to Grimsby to come. Oh, yeah. What, tomorrow, Gary? Uh, but yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, good luck, mate. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you mentioned the save in the cup final. Let's talk about that, and then Gary's going to tell you a couple of stories. What? Well, well one of his got us. Oh, yeah. This is, you know, in that cup final, there's Im- important times in games where you need somebody to do the job the pick for and uh, I remember that save Atwood how, how you saved that and I, after that save I thought we're and we're good chance here do you know what I mean you kept us in it for uh, 10 or 15 minutes with your rattle at the back and all organising Wilson and <laughs> and Tom Pick you know but that save you know you just look and you think how did he get that one I so, still think that yeah but well, did it hit you then or but you told us after you meant it of course it is, mate. <laughs> Great the, save anyway, mate. When he, when Gary Atwood first started playing... I, I mean, I've got two stories. One, he never used to speak, and you had to get him to speak. And we, we'd we got him set up with the Knotts FA under-18s, and I think those at Keyworth. Dave says, I'll drive to make sure we get there. An hour and a <laughs> half later, we've seen East Midlands Airport three times. The Knotts FA guys have been waiting for about an hour as we turns up five minutes before the kickoff. Gary, you won't remember that, but I was having kittens. No. I can't remember that one Absolute now. kittens. With David's navigation skills never was best. Anyway, what have you got to tell <laughs> us about these two? What can you say about them? Very, very organised uh, people. Just relaxed, yeah? Before the game, but then in the game, they put the living daylights. <laughs> get the living daylights out of you. See <laughs> when Mr Hillier yeah, didn't agree with something that was, something that was done. There wasn't short on yeah. telling you then. I mean, the Mr. Nice guy that we all saw then wasn't quite the same. No, but to be honest, they, respect, they got the respect. They could, they could say what they wanted because they've got the respect from everybody. And we just, well, some of us listened, some of us didn't. You don't do it with bad players, though, Gary. Well, you don't no. Don't with bad players, only good players. No. Who said that? Who was the manager who said that? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. Did- I'm getting old, Dad. Okay. Ah, but you're returning the favour to your kids, mate. You're going here, there and everywhere, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you lose it with yeah. someone or do you have to be a bit more mild-mannered in this modern age of football? To be honest, no. Just mild, modern and mild me, mate. <laughs> I'm still uh, loud. I had to, you, you've always been loud, out. Go down on a Sunday afternoon and you <laughs> I see... Went to, I went to watch the... Uh, do you remember when I went talent spotting and found you, Gazza? <laughs> basically, I went down to a school match at the Grove, oh, and I went down to watch. <coughs> I went down to watch a goalkeeper who uh, was playing against Gary. Which school team was you, Gazza? Magnus. Magnus. And uh, the other goalkeeper. There was only one goalkeeper on that pitch. I was just mesmerised by him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> said to just jokingly said to the linesman, "Is this your goalkeeper got an agent?" And I, I think they were thinking I was talking about. Football says he ought to be in Colgate advert, he didn't he? Look at the teeth on that. (laughs) 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 It never changes, does it? Have you seen that smile when he cuts that smile? I've seen the smile, yes. Like watching a toothpaste advert, isn't it? You know, some of the difficult decisions (laughs) that me and Dave used to have to make, i.e., when we used to have to, you know, drop people and, you know, from big games and, you know, make some decisions probably we didn't want to make. How do you feel yeah, like, been, what, now you're doing it, Gary? Yeah, not too bad, but just before we go there, I have been reminded, actually, and I needed to say it, needed to say it. Fennel says, how could you drop him for the final? <laughs> <laughs> he still, he still has nightmares about that. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. Well, we won, so it didn't matter. Right, uh, yeah, it was a right tough, I tell you, that was a tough call on that, that was, mate. That was a <laughs> tough call. But not as tough as letting you take that fifth penalty. Well, there's no, there's no toughness about that, was there? <laughs> <Surely>. <laughs> 
He would save one, then go down the other end and score it. Oh, mate, just... Because we, we were sat leaning against the dugout. We knew the five penalty takers. Well, we asked... We, four volunteers... Uh, four were told they were taking it, and you came up and volunteered to take number five. And he was adamant he had to take number five. So, everything was in his hands, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Made for him. So, the very last kick of the season was... Gary Atwood. Yeah. Did you get man of the match in that game as well, Gaz? Of course I did. I was awarding it. Yes, then. Man of Shadow of <laughs> Got his name on it before you kicked yeah, off. Yeah, he deserved it. But <laughs> what a way to finish. What a way to finish. Yeah. Brilliant. Gary, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you again very, very, very soon. Yeah, super. No worries. Hey, Thanks, good, mate. Good luck, Gazza. Yeah, good, good luck okay. tomorrow night, mate. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Oh dear, yes, yes, he did tend to get Man of the Matches, didn't he? Ducko never did forgive me for that one, as amongst many of Man of the Match awards that Gary seemed to get on and find and play. And I'd say, poor old Ducko, when you was dressed in that white suit and the white hat and everything, and Ducko was there, you know, his last match, and nobody, but, you know, and he's been all very serious and absolutely wonderful, and I, I love him to bits, but everybody was looking at David here, aren't they? Um, You've got to look what Ducko did for... No football as well, though. Do you know what oh, I mean? Christ. Yeah, I mean he's put a oh, lot, a lot of work in Ducko, and it's Farndon's side. There was a good side, mate. A good side, very well, good in side. Well, in that one particular game, I think we, we stood actually met up with him the other night, Carte, Steve Carte. Craig Roach was put clean through on a one-on-one. Can you remember? And out of the blue, Steve, there was nobody near Craig. Mm, I can, yeah. Wilson, Carte just appeared. Yeah. Yeah, what a great play, Carte. We was. played. This is the. This is how much we. Rated Jamie. The final game of the season, we lost to Farnham 3 1. You remember? Atwood was putrid because um, that three, goal, three goals we conceded took us to 10 goals for the season. That was it, yeah. 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 He was absolutely fused, gave us some right stick afterwards. But what we were doing, we were experimenting to try and find a way to stop Carty for the World Oil Cup final. And it that chosen task ended up with Jamie Lloyd. Played him on the right side of midfield to keep him going that way. Yeah. It worked as well, didn't it? It worked. You know, like... When you play against teams often enough and the, and the good sides, it, it, Isit would do something. Carter. But if Isit, Isit didn't have that first knock behind you, Carter would always get him out of, the, out of jail and he'd bomb on and be a left winger. And cause you cause you problems. So you know we're caught with the thing. Let's get young Jamie, letting Carty think he's got to defend, and it worked for us anyway, didn't it? Uh, and young Jamie followed the instructions. Do you know what I mean? Because one thing young Jamie's got is an engine, so he can do 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 do. And it, it, by all accounts, he just still does it on a Saturday, doesn't he? Oh, he most certainly does. He is, he is you know in a team of um, stars from all parts of the Midlands. There's a Newark player, made in Newark, played in Newark, running the show from the middle of midfield, and, you know, the people that go down there are absolutely loving it. They've got a song, there's only one jammy dodger. You know, it's, oh dear, unbelievable. <laughs> um, we said at the start of of all this that um, was going to pick your best 11, um, and in the five minutes remaining, that's not even an option anymore. Um what is an option he's going to have to come back and see us later on in the year um, when you've gone and had time to have a bottle of red wine on a Friday night and think about your best 11 that you've played <coughs> with you've played against you've been involved with all think oh no what's coming no, no, well, I, I, <laughs> I'd like to suggest the best 11 I've played with was, was the England team that beat Ireland uh, Michael no comment <laughs> My lasting memory of my lasting memory of that will be, I mean, another lad who's done a lot for uh, a lot for Newark football, Butch Townsend. Do you know what I mean? What he did with Newham Reserves, Coddington, oh, things like that. But our goalkeeper, right? My lasting memory was at twelve o'clock at night in the New Inn. Butch Townsend jumping up and down on the seat. Doing the um, oh, what was him out of the royal family? Who played the England manager? Was it him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Butch doing that with our 
England goalkeeper, uh, our Ireland goalkeeper singing an England song. I just thought, I think we've been, he was bought it during that game. But yeah, we lost that one enough. <laughs> so, um, that's yeah. me done. I don't have to come back now. Do you? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned him earlier on. I want to, I mean, I, I, obviously, I, you know, Reese and, and, and Gary and all them, but Dave Mack. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I've heard what the opposition have said about him when they've gone out there, and then I've also heard what the opposition have said about him when they've come back in again. And it's generally a little bit different. Well, he, again, once he was another one, that he, he, he just loved them, didn't he? They loved it. The lads, the young lads loved them. They couldn't work it out themselves, so they didn't so realise that anybody that big, that shape, could be so talented. <laughs> pretty much, wasn't it? That's how it worked. And that's exactly how it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it, it was... You know, just going back to when I was working at Simos, Alvin Collin played at Simos was at, uh, before he went to Renneth, and I had the pleasure of playing with Alvin. And when you was there'd be eight players around you, and you think I'm going to lose the ball here, what am I going to do? And uh, just through this little gap, Alvin Collin would appear and ask you for the ball, <laughs> and you just slip the ball through that gap, and he'd take one touch and move it on, and all the pressure had gone, all the stress of the moment had gone, and that's what Mackie did for you. Just give me the ball, don't worry about it, I won't lose it. You go over there, I'll give you it back. It was you just couldn't get the ball off him, could you, Kevin? When when he was in one of when he was in that mood. No, you couldn't. Uh, my favourite story about Mackie was when he was playing for Simos when he had to go to the toilet. I'm sure he can remember it. Yeah, he had to go off to go to the toilet. Only Dave Mack could do that. But like you say, what a wonderful gifted footballer. And you know, you've got Robbo. You've got Mackey and these old boys. That just took the pressure off them, didn't it, Dave? No matter where you went, you know what I mean. Well, we had, we had two what was the Robbo one? And he's played with, and he's played alongside Trevor Francis. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we had two. Um, when Dave Matt left Hibernium, he was replaced by George Best, and we had somebody who played on Trevor Francis' debut, playing yeah. in the same side at Flow Surf so with these young lads. They are lads. That's who you're playing with. <laughs> <Yeah>. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, very quickly, you've listened an awful lot. Um, last word. Well, I always thought Eddie Gray had the best left foot I ever saw, but then I met Dave Mack. <laughs> 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 but no, it's, it's just, um, we started off by saying, oh, you started off by saying, Michael, that um, there are no characters left in the game. I, th I, th I think the um, football has changed in that... In the days we've been talking about uh, over the course of this week, after the match, you would have a skinful and, 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 and talk about the match forever. These days, kids will, or, the, or, the, or the senior players at Floorserve have a couple of bottles of isotonic drink and then they disappear into the night. And I think that is the way that football has changed. It's, it's changed towards people being aware of the health, but... In my day, it was about people getting drunk together and learning about football together, and it was, it was certainly better days. But even, even, even you could talk to the referees. You could have a pint yeah. with Andy Ireland after the game and say, hey, "Andy, what, what did you see there? Why didn't you give that?" And he'd tell you straight. Mm. And then it was all over yeah. and done. And, and them days have gone now. They've forgotten, but yeah, them days have gone. It's a. I, I'm. I disagree with Tony. Not for the first time on this show. But, um, <laughs> um, football is nothing nothing compared to what it was when the likes of these two was involved and running it i'm sorry it's still there and it's still a cracking sport and it's still the number one sport but fun wise no not anymore you've been listening to kevin smith and david hillier doing a bit of reminiscing and they're going to come back sometime <laughs> later on in the year 